Oh, hey, Kyle. Hey, Katie. Guess what I was thinking. Was it about the canal? No, but we were just singing the Erie Canal song. So I I get why you think that, but no, that's not it. I was thinking, remember that time that we went to college to get more knowledge? Are you sure you didn't go to Jupiter? I remember you you saying something about some space program where you went to Jupiter. No, I'm not more stupider. I went to college to get more knowledge. Oh, you you must be confused. Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I do remember going to college to get more knowledge. And while we were in college, we took some pretty cool college College courses. courses. College courses. Oh, you are very loud today. <laughs> Sorry. I guess yeah. this is uh, this is Weeks of Our Lives 101. <gasps> weeks of Our Lives 101, for sure. For sure. For yeah. sure. This is not a good intro, though. Well, I guess it could be. If this is your first time listening, hello. Welcome. I welcome. hope you, I hope you uh, studied the syllabus. There will be a test. So uh, we're both, you know, middle ish class people and we both went to college this is a pretty standard experience for a lot of the u.s right Uh, so well i don't know i'm gonna already butt in here and say um i i would say that it's getting to be pretty normal but also there's a lot of careers out there and a lot of people i know that have some or no college as well and that are Mm -hmm. very successful people too so i'm not gonna say it's a necessity um, oh, but, yeah, definitely. but I will say that, yes, a lot of people we know went to college, although I think we were, our, I think our, both of our parents might've had some college, but mm-hmm. you know, didn't get a degree like we did. Yeah. That's uh that's usually there's for some reason it's not a lot of forms. How much education did your parents have? So I usually write some college. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not say, stating that everyone needs to go to college. I'm just saying a lot right. of people do. Yes, that um, is accurate. Almost everyone I went to high school with that I remember had at least some attempt at college. It's a, it's a pretty it's like the next steps. I think it's like after high school, what do you do? I don't know. You could go for plumbing or you could go to college and put off the decision, I guess. That's what I did. Yeah, like there's the, the vocational schools that you do, like the plumbing, HVAC, mm-hmm. um, other things like that. And then there is college or there's just going right into a career itself. Mm-hmm. Both of us, we went to college. Mm-hmm. And for a, co- a college in the U.S., that is university. Oh, university. In most Where? other places around the world. For our, for our global listeners, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There's no no implication that college is necessary. I actually went to BOCES and I almost went to be an electrician and I probably would have been happier, more fulfilled person. But I put off my decision about what I wanted to do with my career. So I ended up stuck in college for a long time and it worked out well for me, but it doesn't always for everybody. 
I hope no future students of yours hear this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, if they ask me, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Be like, yeah, it's not for everybody. Best way to be. That's true. It is not for everybody. But yeah, to, so we we wanted to talk about our experiences with college because it might not be universal, even though you, it's similar to the word university and everyone's college experience is probably different. So we can get a couple of different perspectives. Uh, but first, I was curious about like what what were the origins of college? I didn't find a whole lot, to be honest. So this is a little scuffed, a little bit uh, hodgepodge. But I did find some information about early college in colonial America, if you're interested. Whoa, colonial America. All right, let's go. Mm -hmm. So um, this is from collegeeducationprocon.org, Britannica or something like that. I don't know. Wikipedia and stuff. Uh, So in early colonial America, schooling in general is very informal. Uh, It was mostly high class people teaching other high class people how to be high class people so in colonial america they had different accents than we do now yes <laughs> probably closer to british accents than they than we have now sometimes you just got to make up an accent you know and yeah yeah you, but, you uh, do that often <laughs> er, what are you talking about so so the bible was super important in colonial america and high class people often meant ministers or like mayors who were also super religious. A lot of people learned to read by reading the Bible. Um, if you had a book at home, it was probably the Bible. And a lot of people went by the, the Bible teachings of you teach, you learn how to live and how to make a living from your parents. The government's role is only to protect people's lives and property. It doesn't actually, they don't actually need to educate you, the government. I don't know. I've never read the Bible from cover to cover, so I don't know if that's actually in the Bible or if that's just part of the culture at the time. But lots of people got homeschooled. So if your parents didn't know how to read, you probably didn't. And you probably learned how to farm and stuff like that. Yeah, I was I was actually going to bring up that example. That makes sense. Like if your parents are farmers, you have to grow up helping them with the farm and then you eventually take that over from them. So that makes sense. You kind of go in the path that they have presented you. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't exactly a caste society, but it's like you basically do what your parents did. Lots of homeschooling. Uh, And in the 1640s around then, there was education that was compulsory, meaning you had to do it, but it wasn't enforced at all. Oh, so was you, there? Was there? What? <laughs> you said there was. Sorry. There was in the north, at least. Uh, so it was it was starting to become like an idea that you should get educated. You should try to pursue knowledge. But it was basically like if you didn't go, there's no repercussions. A lot of people probably still didn't and learned how to to blacksmith instead or farm or whatever but around this time some colleges started to form in the in the in the u.s nine of them are actually still around today including stuff like harvard and rutgers so like the hoity-toity colleges rutgers that's kind of near where i live yeah i've been there they had good food yes they have the fat sandwiches do you think they had fat sandwiches in colonial time Oh, I'm sure they had their version of it. So these old colleges, ye old colleges, um, cater to specific religious denominations such as congregational or Presbyterian, which I don't know what those words mean, but I, I gather they're sects of religion 
sex c s e c t um of religion that is not what i heard so i'm glad you spelled that thank you yeah <laughs> Uh, so the, you know, and, and it was again for leaders of society and, and ministers and things to teach them how to be high class citizens. Basically, it focused on general education, such as what is a tree and moral character? What should you do with a tree? Those are the kinds of questions they were pondering, I would I would assume. Uh, and there was the goal was to produce good Christian gentlemen that would inherit their family business or be within the faith that they were in and become leaders. And it was obviously, it was all, all men at that point, obviously <laughs> no girls allowed. That was, is different, different time. Dumb. Mm-hmm. There's still costs associated with it. Again, high-class people. Uh, so, and if you had to farm and stuff, college was still very, very rare. About 1% of, uh, men between 18 and 21 actually attended college. Which oh. I don't know the statistics today, but it's probably higher. And a lot of them left without uh, getting a degree or anything. And there's, it was fine. There was no like dropout stigma. It was just like, you just go on and it's fine. Take a it's few classes of, and just leave. Yeah. Okay. Not a lot of people had graduated. So it wasn't a really, it wasn't like a distinguished thing. It was just, you get some college education, I guess. And then, um, obviously, there was no women, but sometimes they tried to indoctrinate the natives with uh, religious ideas. So there were some some Native Americans that got some college education. Thought that was interesting. Uh, something happened in 1775. It stopped education for a bit. They got sick of it. Yeah. Okay. It, it was the American Revolution. Oh. I don't know what the soundtrack was. I just made that up. I don't know. Why be a student when you can be a soldier? Why use a building for teaching when you can use it to hold soldiers? Uh, but they did They did come back in a similar capacity. Uh, and by the 1841, there were th- four women in college. And okay. three of them graduated. Yay! That's awesome. Yeah. And I don't think it was part of a bigger trend. I think it was just like a thing that happened. Unfortunately, Hmm. education was still very exclusive for, for the, I don't know. I wasn't around back then. I don't know why people didn't teach other people. I love teaching people things. Why didn't they teach more people things Hmm. in the 1860s? They started adding more fields of study like medicine and law and military science, agriculture, so like actual things that help society, you could learn how to be a contributing member of society rather than just how to be a high class person. But there was still a huge stigma that it was like elitist still, it still exists today. As far as I know, there's still a stigma uh, among some populations that it was, it's a social marker rather than an actual skill building thing. And uh civil war happened. So the South stopped teaching people for a bit. But yeah, uh, that's early college history. That's basically it. That's all I could find, at least. Um, For the United States. Yeah, yeah. Uh, In the 1900s, though, it's I've I've got a few facts. I didn't go too much because college got complicated very quickly in the 1900s. But Mm. uh, some interesting little little things. Um, It became a little more accessible for more groups. 
black colleges were were restricted to grade school things like agriculture and industry, but they were starting to get education, which is important. Um, Iowa had a co-ed program for women to learn domestic science, which I interpret as making volcanoes out of baking soda and vinegar, because that's awesome. In your home. Yeah. Because yeah. it's domestic. So you need to make volcanoes in the home. Yes. Home, home brewed volcanoes. Okay. Um, there's also diploma mills where you basically donate money and you get a diploma out of it. Colleges were built in the South to keep Southern sons far from the dangerous notions I can't do a Southern accent. I'm not even going to try. Wow, that right. was not a Southern. Was that a, your attempt at a Southern accent? No, I was just, oh, okay. that was just my declaration voice. Okay. I'll do my American accent. <clears throat> American accent. So if I talk like this, I'm talking like an American. So keep our sons far from the dangerous notions circulating at Harvard or Yale uh, with high tuitions. A code of honor that included duels among students. So I interpret this as people just walking around hating Yankees and killing each other. So that's what college was for some people. I think of sword fighting. Sword fighting. That could be interesting. Duels. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Colleges change a lot, though. From, you know, high class people teaching high class people how to be high class people. And women are allowed to go, which is awesome. Yeah. In fact, the college I went to, there was more women than men. Ooh. Okay. I think that's true more nowadays, actually. I think there's actually a, a shift. I don't have statistics to back it up, so I probably shouldn't make ex- exclamations. Um, but yeah, I am of the opinion that education is great for everybody and it shouldn't be exclusive to people who can afford it and all that. But that's that's beyond the scope of this podcast. But anyways, this is a podcast about us too, so... I'm curious about your experiences and I, I, I don't think anyone's curious about mine, but I'm going to tell you anyways. Oh, sure. Well, you're still in college, so <laughs> yeah, whatever. you're an ongoing experience. It's going to cover years upon years of podcasting. Mm-hmm. I could fill 18 podcasts with my college experience. What was your major and what kind of school did you go to? So just give us some background. So that way the rest of the episode, we have some context about what we both did. Okay. Well, on the, um, on the Instagram, you'll be able to see our photos or a video. I don't know what we're posting yet, but I am in front of SUNY Fredonia because that's where I went to school. And you can see behind me the urinal building, what we, what we called the urinal because it was shaped kind of like a urinal. It was a half circle. And then there was our clock tower. So um, I bet a lot of drunk people took that urinal interpretation it's a certain, a certain way. That would be dedication because the, the urinal building was kind of far away from the rest of the buildings. So like they'd have to, and, and definitely far away from the bars. So that would really be dedicated work that they did. My major was communications, television, and film. Ooh. And I minored in philosophy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is philosophy. That's just like thinking about things. Why does tree? Pretty much. I would say my most interesting philosophy course that I took or the most controversial um, at this point philosophy class that I took is uh, I think it was called crime and punishment. And it was like basically looking at different cases that had happened and like how to argue for both sides of it. 
or pretend, you know, hypothetical situations and how to argue both sides of it, like courtroom cases. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. It was being able to look at both crazy sides. Class. Being able to look at both sides of something gives you a lot of perspective. Yeah. And I kind of sucked at arguing. I still do, but um, I feel like that class kind of helped me out a little bit to come up with our arguments for, for both different sides of things. Yeah, my my method for arguing is usually just get into the fetal position and and, and hope they get bored and walk away. So I get distracted. I'm like, oh, look at that, the birds. Even if there's not birds. Is that <laughs> a plane like, or a bird? Uh, did you see what what is that? What is that oh. thing? Yeah. A lot of lot of distractions when there's any any tension. Yeah. It's good. It's a good philosophy method. Uh, so I, I went to another state university. Uh, I don't know if I should mention it because it's, it's it's pretty, it's obvious if you look at the thing, but I don't want to give it, give it too obvious. But yeah, I went to a community college first because again, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I went to a state university for, for some science stuff. I ended up getting a bachelor's degree in biomedical engineering. So I learned about not exactly what makes a tree work. But what makes what makes a human work similar to what makes a tree work and how to make that better? I'm trying to relate everything to trees. I like trees. They're they're very pretty nowadays. It's spring. So I'm trying to I'm trying to think about trees because they make me happy, but I can't really relate it. So it's I learn about medical technologies like imaging and uh, band-aids. I feel like most of the times when you're trying to explain things to me about what you're going to school for or what you're doing, I don't understand anyway. So, (laughs) but I do understand band-aids. Yeah. It's medical technology, how it works, what it's for, stuff like that. It's cool. I like it. Hang on. Um, My cat's protesting just a second. I'm going to let him out. Yeah. It's a philosophical question. When the cat meows, do you let it out? Yes. Yes, you do. That's the philosophical answer. One cat went in, one cat went out. <gasps> it's a transfer cat, cat transfer. Yep. Cat. I tried to, yeah, it's the great transfer of cats. That's pretty yep. cool. Yep. So, so in your communications, what was like a typical, typical class experience that you would have had? Oh boy. There, I mean, communications is a very broad major. That's why there was like television and film radio pr like there was different segments of it so you needed different classes for different things i so there's not a typical class because some classes you're making videos some classes you're recording things with your voice some classes you're learning about um magazines and advertisements and we all we all had to take public speaking communications 101 um there was you know definitely the base courses but it kind of depended on what your major was. You know, you could learn how to make video games, uh, live action documentaries or fiction films, um, experimental videos. Uh, there was a whole bunch of stuff. That's cool. Lots of, lots of learning by doing. Yes. In the later That's, classes, you know, like yeah. when you get more into your major, but um, yes, that, that it's a lot of hands-on stuff. So say you had like a boring class, would it be like 40 people in a, in a classroom? No, it would be one of the lecture halls that was like 
I don't know how many people even fit in there, but one of the lecture halls where it's like the stadium seating. Ah, um, hundred something people. Okay. Sitting there listening and doing a presentation. And then that's all, all you do is take notes and then take tests for those ones. But those were like the beginning classes. Okay. You stick through those. Then you actually get some actual hands-on experience. Yes. Okay. I guess that worked like a weed out too. Um, weed out if you don't know weed out classes are like in a major they're classes that are early in the field and they're supposed to be super difficult so that it gets rid of people who aren't serious i suppose is the is the thinking behind that so that way i think it's supposed to be for their benefit so they don't waste their time and money if they're not going to follow through but it ends up being like annoying for a lot of people i'm sure because it's like one of the hardest classes you ever take um but yeah, for me, a typical class experience, at least my my lecture classes, they were like 300 people in a, in a classroom for the general education ones. Luckily, I'm good at teaching myself, so it worked out well. I also, you know, learned by listening to people, so that worked out well, too. I happen to be good at school. I don't know why. Yeah, you uh, are just naturally good at school. I had to work at it. You're always just like... <laughs> Oh, I'm bored. And then get a hundreds or whatever. It was annoying. <laughs> I wasted a lot of money on textbooks that I never opened. Oh, wow. I used to open them and take notes in them and highlight and everything. Yeah, it was, it was annoying. Sometimes if there was a mandatory homework, I would look into the textbook. But most of the time it was just a paperweight made of paper. Whoa. Whoa. Inception. But yeah. I also, a lot of science classes, once I got deeper into my major, it was a lot of lectures and stuff too. Uh, I, I went to a research university, so it wasn't like, it wasn't designed to be like, we're going to give you crazy, awesome work experience. It was more like, we're going to teach you some cool stuff. And then you have a lot of opportunities to pursue research on your own or whatever. So you learn, you learn by doing, but not in the classroom. You learn by doing, by joining somebody's lab and working on stuff like that. Uh, so again, you have to be very self-motivated, which I don't know if that's typical for a lot of college nowadays. I would say so. I would say high school, there's more mandatory things for college. They're like, it is what you make of it. And if you don't make anything of it, then you don't really get into it. You don't finish it. You're, you don't. Yeah. I think want the difficulty is you don't necessarily know that going in. But I think they're trying to they're trying to make efforts to make it like you have an advisor who yeah who you talk to and they give you advice based on what other students have done and ideally you also have like opportunities for internships and stuff uh, mm -hmm. with industry that that didn't really happen with with a lot of people in my major uh, but if you went to a little bit more of a connected college that might happen too. Where a lot yeah. of a lot of it happens outside, you get work experience at an internship. But yeah. it sounds like yours was more like integrated into the program. Yeah, there wasn't very many internship opportunities near where my school was. I would say if I went to his college in like New York City, that would be very different. There's a lot more going on in the uh, media industry there. But um, where we were, you could take. There was clubs. I was part of the TV station. There was a radio station, all student run. Um, there was other, you know, clubs that you could join and stuff outside of the courses, but that was all optional. Okay. 
I, I remember some of those. Basil. Katie did a cooking show and, oh. and somebody was like, we need to add basil. And I don't know why they were very surprised about the word basil and didn't know how to pronounce it. So they just did it very enthusiastically. That is an odd memory that you have. I do not remember that part of it, but okay. Yeah. I also yeah. remember somebody and I think it was the same cooking show. They accidentally here. chopped their finger, not off. They cut they it just, off. No, yeah. they, they, they cut, cut their finger and just kept going and the, all the food had blood in it and stuff. We did not notice until we were editing that they had cut their finger and didn't tell anyone. Okay. And so we were like, no. Oh no, we ate that pizza. <laughs> oh. So it got like, cooked. It's fine. They held their hand. I I know hopefully all of the blood was under control, but we had to watch it several times over again and be like, wait, they cut their finger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that's our college experience that we've had. Um basically kind of sort of summed up. But uh a very, very small summary. Yes. Yeah. What is a what is a class that you wish you could take today, either in a college setting or in like a go to the YMCA or whatever and just take a class? What is something you wish you could t- you could learn in a class today? If you if you don't have something, I have a couple. I think that it would have been beneficial to learn more about like taxes, doing taxes and stuff, buying a house, the whole process of that. Um, okay like stuff that you do that you'll end up eventually learning anyway it just would have been a lot easier to learn it earlier on yeah um also more business classes would have been good because you know i you know, i tried to run my own business here and you have to learn how to make your own llc and just a lot of stuff like what goes into if you are an entrepreneur like what what does that mean that makes sense yeah uh yeah there's Unfortunately, life is a lot of like you try stuff and then figure out afterwards if you like it or not. Yeah. So it's hard to know, like, I'm going to try to do a business someday when you're when you're 18. But maybe there are classes you could take now, although at this point, you probably know more than you could learn in a class. Just from experience, I feel like, you know, if a good business class could set you up better for success. Okay. Well, I was going to say stuff like I want to learn martial arts and dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and all of these things that we're mentioning, by the way, there probably is courses for it. I know yeah. there is for for what you just mentioned, but, you yeah. know, there are business classes and stuff. I just don't know, like, you know, if there's tax classes or anything like that, like there must financial be. literacy is a huge yeah. thing. Yeah, it would be really good for a lot of people. Yeah. If you can, if you can live on a little bit of money, you can do anything. Also, like now all of this crypto, I'm sure there's classes for this, but like cryptocurrency and like all of that stuff, like understanding NFTs and all of that. I think that would be really beneficial today too. But yeah, I, I would, I, I, there's a few classes I want to take. COVID kind of put a wrench in some of that, but there's, I, I want to, I want to look for like, new skills to learn. I love learning. That's my big one. One of my defining features. If you buy an action figure of Kyle, one of the features on the box will be ability to learn. I guess. Wow. I don't don't know know. if any people would like that action figure. (laughs) Yeah. It's just how cool he learns. Yeah. Look, you put him in front of a book and he just like 
he he sits he, there. Yeah, it's very exciting. Wow. But I I like learning, and and Alicia and I have talked about how we kind of want to you know learn martial arts or something because we both miss out on that as as children, and it'd be interesting. You can take classes as as adults to take what? martial arts. Yes. Holy crap! News alert. Yeah. That's cool. I, I might I might have to look into that. Definitely. Right. So then uh, the next question I have, what is your favorite class that was completely separate from the what you were going for? I took a bowling class and it was really fun. Uh, I learned how to keep score and then we, we got to bowl every every twice a week, I think. And that's like the best way to get better bowling is just doing it. And there was a there was a teacher who was good at bowling so we could ask advice and stuff. We learned about handicaps and stuff. It was barely a class, but it was really fun. Awesome. And we got to bowl. And I also took a class that was called Anthropologies, uh, Anthropology of Monkeys, Apes, and Man. Nothing to do with my major. It was science, oh, which is okay. cool. But I learned a lot about like how communities of different primates exist. Like spider monkeys have a fission fusion society where they have a big group that splits up gang during the day to forage for food. And then at night they kind of recombine in different ways for, for protection and stuff like that. It's very cool. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah that sounds very sciencey, but, but also good. Mm-hmm. So what, what are some of the cool classes you've taken? So I made a list because <laughs> basically how I did school was I tried to finish all of my like courses that were intimidating and stuff early on. Um, and on the base of everything, I tried to just finish it. So I technically probably could have graduated early, but I really wanted to stay with my friends for another year. So I stayed the four years and I took classes like body sculpting, which was working out ice skating guitar, which was basically, we all had a guitar and just like learn certain chords and all or, or we weren't around a fire, but it reminded me of being, <laughs> sitting around a fire with all of our guitars, just singing and doing these really easy songs. Um, That's so college. That's great. <laughs> I also took uh, a couple dance classes. I took modern dance and ballet and oh. um, one class that was just offered for honor students. There was hiking, a hiking class. What do you learn in a hiking class? You learn what kind of things that you'll need to bring with you hiking survival skills and how to tie certain knots and spot certain wildlife as well like birds and we went out to the, the lake and um looked for you know different types of plants and animals and everything like that, that sounds what, what's awesome. edible what's not edible like what happens if you get in a situation where you're stuck in the woods and how do you build a shelter and stuff yeah i need to take that class it was very good <laughs> i had i had fun and but also it was just like a pass fail class it was i was i was thinking was, like like how do you walk that is a class <laughs> kyle kyle i did some research on different wacky classes <laughs> and there's like the art of walking or something like that is one of them i don't know if i'll be able to find it now that sounds like a class hosted by an angry new yorker who gets pissed at everyone walking too slow <laughs> pretty much yeah so here it is the art of walking um brought to you at center college in danville kentucky <laughs> okay yeah cool you learn creeping walks how to walk silently and, and sneak up on people you learn like yep. 
how to how to, if you're if you're scared of somebody how to walk away looking unassuming <laughs> <laughs> i i realize now that i didn't ans- actually answer your question i just listed off a bunch of weird classes i took um, <laughs> no that's fine but i think out of those ones i think my favorite it's kind of a split between ice skating and hiking because hiking we actually got to go out and go to the lake and met there one early morning and stuff. And I've learned certain, you know, rope tying things and stuff that I've taken with me. Ice skating was so much fun though. And I'm glad I took it because I can go ice skating and not be completely embarrassed. You know, (laughs) I'm not good, but I I'm good enough at it. Okay. That makes so sense. it was, it wasn't like one of those dance classes where you're doing triple, triple backflips and stuff. We would play a game where we had chairs on the ice and someone would have to sit in the chair and someone would push the chair. And it was kind of like a, a football that we would play, but we, we had to like the person not sitting in the chair had to guide the chair along. And then the person oh. in the chair had to catch the ball and then like you'd <laughs> skate and stuff. So that that's what we did in ice skating class. And I learned how to skate backwards very, 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 very slowly. Okay. And cool. You know, little stop motions and stuff, you know, stopping. Yeah. Stopping is, is surprisingly difficult. That's cool. You took some neat classes. You yeah. Like the, the, the very liberal arts, like a lot of people's idea of college is probably a lot of what you took in your senior year. Yeah, it was, did you take it a was hacky sack class. No, never learned oh. hacky sack. No. <laughs> It was fun. And like in, in my dance classes and stuff, there was people that were majoring in dance that were, you know, that was, they were beginner classes, but these people were very serious about it and I took it for fun. So that was kind of a weird dynamic, but you still, you learn cool things and you meet, you meet people outside of your major, which is always good. Oh yeah, definitely. That's cool. They, they had the capability of, of teaching everyone. I'm sure hopefully if it was a small enough class size. Yep. This is this is a shout out to uh Beer League Benchwarmers. It's another podcast. Uh Hey Beer League Benchwarmers. Uh I'm stealing this topic from them. Uh if you could teach anything, uh what kind of class would you love to teach? Uh I t- I was I was reciting not reciting. I was practicing the podcast with Alicia, my fiance. You were practicing? Oh yeah. No, I was just, what a nerd. Okay. <laughs> I was sharing what I wanted to talk about and seeing okay. if it was any good. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's good. Very good. Look at you. Good student. You. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was talking with Alicia about this and she said she would love to teach teen dramas. So that's like skins, Degrassi, what the plot points are, what the characters are. She would just love to teach like an encyclopedic knowledge of teen dramas and and their effect on society i guess i don't know i don't know if that would be something they could do but apparently uh, yeah, a lot of definitely a lot of i did learn from her and not in her class i haven't i haven't signed up i just i get i get free lessons on the side uh i've learned a lot of drama actors started out in teen dramas so similar to like a lot of comedians start out on snl a lot of actors start on on these teen dramas like uh I can't think of any examples, but there there are famous actors who who started out on teen dramas. It's weird. Mm. Well, I think that Alicia's dream might be a very real thing because there are different classes like California. Here we come. The OC and self-aware culture of 21st (laughs) century America. 
Um, <laughs> there's a course okay. on, let's see, I, I'm just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Evelish, uh, Elvish, sorry, Evelish, what? Elvish at the University of Wisconsin, um, oh. which is based on the Lord of the Rings series. There's the physics of Star Trek. Um, there's a lot hey, of hey, courses hey. out there that are based on TV shows and That's interesting. culture. Yeah. yeah well, so. Elvish is like a whole thing. There's like a culture behind it. J.R.R. Tolkien loved languages. He was actually, he studied them. Uh, So I know there's like, there's history behind a lot of the words in Elvish. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be a dynamic language that changes throughout like the history of the elves and stuff. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. Well, also deconstructing TV's Buffy at (laughs) college, you know, there's, there's a lot. I think this is a very real dream of Alicia's. Yeah, I don't know how much. uh, What what are the qualifications to teach TV college classes, though? I don't know. (laughs) Hmm. I do not want to speak to that. Yeah, seems like the the career options are limited if if those are your major as well. Oh, South Park and contemporary social issues at uh, McDaniel College in Maryland. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot, and and if they're not classes now, they were at one point. So. Yeah. According to, let's see here, bestlifeonline.com. Hmm. I mean, there's probably things you can learn from TV, especially like oh, yeah. relating. You could teach a physics class about a bunch of sci-fi things and like how it relate, how the, the concepts actually relate to real life physics. Because a lot of people have trouble actually caring about physics. Uh, and things like that. So that could, yeah. there's there's some benefit there. Yeah, I could see that. That would make some some people interested in yeah. a topic they might not have otherwise been. Ooh. So what what class would you love to teach? So I'm really glad you told me that you were asking this question before we started because my gut reaction was like, how to dance at a bar or how to be best friends <laughs> with a dog. But then I like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there would be cute classes. But um, the one that I was like, oh, I'm actually kind of excited about this one is how to be an extrovert when you're actually an introvert. <laughs> OK, that's that's cool. What are some of the lessons you'd learn? Like, what are some of the techniques? Do you have a preview? Um, you know, I haven't come up with a syllabus yet. You literally <laughs> fine, told me this fine. like a half hour ago. But um, but, okay. you know, it, I I consider, well, I'm not an extrovert. I'm not an introvert. I'm kind of both. And I think that's kind of the in-betweener. Like I know how to, to be an extrovert when I need to be, mm. but it's a lot of energy from me. It's kind of sucks the energy out of you. So it's kind of learning how to cool off from those extroverted situations. Um, oh, there goes my phone. Um, you know, take time for yourself, you know, in self-care and do what you need to do, but then also know what times that you need to get out there and be social and talk and be extroverted and stuff like that. So it's kind of learning different situations and how to project and be comfortable in certain situations. Fancy. (laughs) That sounds useful. So like a version of public speaking, but specifically for social situations that are just inherently difficult. I think you get a lot of people, especially if it was an online course, 
you get a lot of people who who go who attend and just don't say anything the entire time. Well, yes, that's true. <laughs> and the, I've had situations too where I've got a little intimidated by online stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it could probably give some good pointers for them. You know, how sure you're sitting there without your image on and you're not talking or anything. But maybe this will eventually after a few classes, you'll get more comfortable mm-hmm. and figure out, okay. This is where I show people my face. And this is where I unmute myself and scream something random. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if I would take that class, but it sounds like you would have fun teaching it. Yeah, I think it'd be beneficial. You know, I've Mm -hmm. I've seen myself. I, I don't like I said, I don't consider myself an introvert, but I don't I definitely don't consider myself an extrovert either. So, yeah, it's better than. The all those like self help things. It's like the way to be successful is do exactly what I did. Yeah, uh, and There's it's like no... what they did is be rich and get you know opportunities that way. And it's like that's not actually you didn't actually earn anything. You didn't actually overcome obstacles right. that I have. But right. then you have experience overcoming obstacles. A lot of people have. Yeah, and I think that it's um, a thing that's pretty common that maybe we don't talk about very much is just like being comfortable. And I think the pandemic probably has also emphasized that in some people when you're not going out and socializing as much, it gets harder to socialize. So I think this would be a good time for a course like that. And maybe there is a course like that. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I was going to say for me, I would like to teach about trees, but then I'd probably get bored of that. Obsessed with trees. I do like trees. They're pretty cool. We have some near us that are like the cherry blossoms are so pretty. Uh, but anyways, um, I think I'd get bored of that. So maybe I teach people how to learn things online. Cause that's what I end up doing a lot is I get, if, if I'm not stuck on social media and I'm spending time alone, I like to just learn things. Uh, you've probably noticed that with this podcast, I like to take take a topic by learning something about it first and then talking about it afterwards. Uh, so maybe how to find like how to find information online that's credible, because mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing, too, is a lot of people find information online that. Yes, that is not credible, not so credible. And then they share it and then it gets shared and shared and shared and shared and shared. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Or it could teach uh, biomedical circuits and signals, just just out of nowhere, <laughs> just for no reason, no no experience. Not because you're or going to or anything like that, no. or that you have. Yeah. Um, uh, to add on to your tree situation, um, uh-huh. I'm just gonna like interweave this article that I did, just so we don't have to do it all as a, a chunk at the end here, and it kind of fits the way we're talking. One of the classes is tree climbing at Cornell University. Whoa, I have some friends who went to Cornell, so maybe they took that class. They might have taken that class. Yeah. Yeah. I would have loved that class too. I love climbing trees. (laughs) I have a few, I've I've climbed a couple of trees. Just easy ones to climb. Yeah. Maybe I should teach a class on cat communication too. Yeah, that's a good one. Goose said he'll help you. (laughs) Uh, All right. I don't know an interesting fact about Cornell. Oh, <laughs> that's 
that's interesting to hear that you don't know an interesting fact. It's it's a pretty area though. They have they have it's gorgeous, gorgeous area. Huh. <laughs> I didn't even Lots mean to do that at first. Yes. Apparently, that's that's a good place to learn how to climb a tree. Yeah, and I also I, I'm just imagining like all these really smart academic people you know, going around, getting to their class. And then there's just a group of people outside under the tree. <laughs> they're all like taking turns trying to climb it. That's great. I don't know how that works, but that's what I'm seeing in my head. So, yeah. I got one more question. Okay. Uh, what is, unless you, do you have other things, other weird classes you want to enter into, 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 um, let me just pull one at random. Reading. Oh, how to watch television. There we go. That's a, that's a skill actually. Mm-hmm. Cause you can, you can throw on the TV and, and not pay attention or there's shows like that have really intense themes that you kind of have to pay attention to and figure out like how the characters interact and what it means, what the, what the writers are trying to say, what the actors are trying to interpret out of the characters and what they're trying to show you. There's a lot, there's a lot of depth there. Um, One other one that I just kind of want to talk about really quickly is the amazing world of bubbles. (laughs) (laughs) It explores bubbles in their many forms from those that pose danger to engines, to those that aid in medical procedures. Um, And it's a class at Caltech. Like, um, what are they called? Liposomes. Uh, there's, there's some kind of membranes that are used to deliver medicine. They're, 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 uh, based on, uh, the lipid bilayers of, of cells, but they're just little containers. You can use those to deliver medicine. So that, the, I guess those would be hmm. considered bubbles. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's one other class I want to mention, but it might fit in this last question. I don't know what your last question is, but go ahead. Okay. So this is just like a, a good way to close it out. Uh, what are some things that have stuck with you? Some some favorite classes that the things you learned or the people you met still affect you today? Uh, obviously, because I'm stuck at college forever. That's like, you know, that's just the way my life is. I'm just going to be at college forever. Most you're of choosing my classes, to do this. This isn't like, oh, I'm <laughs> in jail. You're you're choosing to be stuck at college. forever. I have not made a choice about to leave or not. It's not that I chose to be here. I just uh-huh. haven't. <laughs> Uh-huh. Anyways, uh, so a lot of the classes are are still very relevant, but specifically, I've taken a few lab classes that that stuck with me a lot because, well, the skills I learned too, but like doing group projects that are very difficult, you you like build really intense relationships where you're like it's Friday at at uh, eight at eight p.m. and the and the assignments due in two hours. We need to meet up and and grind this out or whatever and you end up you know i i have some friends that i've made in those in that type of setting that that i'm still friends with today and that was that was cool yeah i would say pretty much the same thing i mean when you're making a documentary with other like i had three other people on my team you're in the lab the computer lab editing a lot you know where you're going on shoots together you're editing together you're you know presenting something together so you really become close with those those people that you're working with it when it came to some of my roommates so definitely my roommate from 
um, sophomore to senior year, like we lived together that every, you know, we weren't living in the same room necessarily, but mm-hmm. only, only sophomore year. And then we moved into apartments together, but, um, my roommate, and then we became kind of a group of friends with different roommates. And mm. then we all kind of lived together later on, even if we weren't living together, like a little group would have an apartment here, a little group would have an apartment there. And we would all be really close and visit each other. Wow. And we weren't all in the same major and we all got to be really good friends though. And I'm still really, really good friends with some of these people to this day. And um, I think that the friendships that I made in college, you know, last a lifetime, obviously. And it was a really a, a great place to meet people that you wouldn't have normally met and um, mm-hmm. build those relationships. Mm-hmm. And built a community. And you did learn skills about how to live with those people. So it wasn't yeah. a class, but you were learning very important life skills with them. Yeah. And how to like it, and how to play wee bowling and how to <laughs> cook certain foods and baking. And like we would just hang out all the time and have fun together. And it wasn't like any stress or anything at that point. So it was good. That's cool. The real the real college degree was the, the treasure we made along the way. I mean, the friends we made, the friendship the treasure. The, the real college treasure was the friendship we made along the way. I messed that up so much. Well, That's fine. on that note, I do want to go over one more class. That okay. is a class, which is kind of relevant today. I guess not really, but here we go. Surviving the coming zombie apocalypse, <laughs> disasters, catastrophes, and human behavior. Michigan Damn. State University. That's intense. Yes. Yeah. I, I wonder. So even I didn't when take... that has changed with the pandemic, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't take back class, but one of my one of my early uh classes was was uh modeling a zombie apocalypse using oh, that's differential awesome. equations and stuff. Wow. Yeah. It it was it was a simplified version of that, I'm sure, but it was a fun assignment. I'm sure that one gets way more in depth and less about the the math and more about the, I guess. Human behavior. Yeah. 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 That would be really interesting. You know, you have the fighters, the the hiders, the people that cling on to other people, the people that are independent, you know. And how disease can affect behavior. Who, what is the best way to survive a zombie, zombie apocalypse? Something that could be relevant from that is. How does society and your life function if you're under constant stress? This is irrelevant to the last couple of years, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And The Walking uh, Dead. Yeah. <laughs> is that show still on? I probably it's been on for years. I don't I'll know. Have to, I'll have to look up a, if they have an online course about The Walking Dead, so I can I can. No, well, they up probably on that. probably do. That, I yeah. mean, that's like I said, that's a that's a long haul show right there. But mm-hmm. but yeah, there's a a lot you can learn in college courses. Yeah, and it's it's not necessary, but college, at least for us, it was a big a big part of our lives, and it still affects the weeks of our lives. If you have any stories like the topics we've covered today, email us at weeksofourlives at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at weeks underscore of our lives. 
listen, subscribe, and review. This podcast is produced by Katie and Kyle Weeks and edited by me, Katie Weeks. Thank you to Alicia Rodriguez, my fiance, for our amazing logo, and to Kieran Walsh, my good friend, for our amazing theme music. Thank you for listening and have a good week. Have you ever seen them? Weeks of our lives.